My name is Natalie, and this is Chelsea, and we're the hosts of The Daily Reframe, a podcast dedicated to exploring the application of a growth mindset through the stories and experiences of others. my gosh, here we are. Episode two already. I can't yeah. believe it. I know. Part, part two of the origin story. Mm-hmm. Before we get into all of that, how was your weekend? Oh, you know, just living the, living the country life, living the simple life, doing my Paris Hilton best out here. It was nice. It was chill. How was mm. yours? Where'd you go? Uh, well, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> My goodness. Actually, we were up in New Hampshire again, nice. which is wonderful. Nice. Um yeah, I'm I'm ready for fall to just yeah. arrive. I mm-hmm. I love summer. I don't want to wish it away. I just I also think that people need seasons in life. Oh yeah. For, you know, to reset, to slow yeah. down. Like we can't all be running around like it's the July 1st. 365 no. days a year. And if you no. can, then you're a superhuman person <laughs> and I commend you, but that is not me. No, I'm ready for boot weather. I'm ready for mm. like warm drinks at night, you know, cup yeah. of tea, a hot toddy, who knows, and just reading and snuggling. And I need that. Yeah. Man. September through December is like just mm. such a magical moment in time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Embrace where we are. Yeah. Um, All right. So last week we talked about the inception of the daily reframe, you know, what brought me to this point, why I decided to create this podcast. But what we haven't heard is how you became a part of the daily reframe. But I get here. I know. Um, Tell us here. Well, I saw you sharing a lot of content from um, an Instagram account called the daily reframe. And I had a very sneaky suspicion from the onset that it was probably you. Um, It just really, it felt like you, it felt like your writing style. And uh, so I asked you if it was you and I, (laughs) I loved it. You know, I loved that you were like putting yourself out there and um, saying these things that people really needed to, to hear and really need to hear um, consistently. And we exchanged some fun tips on some oh, social yes. media strategy. Yes. For anyone who <laughs> hasn't followed the Daily Reframe Instagram account, um, or you know, if you were one of the original few hundred followers, then you got a front row seat to uh, my novice Instagram and Canvas skills, which... I'm pretty proud of I, how they've excelled. They are very yeah. good. Um, they're great. There, I mean, there was a, there was some learning and growing, which is on. Hey, on a, it, it, it tracks, it I, tracks. I guess I'll say, but you know, um, you have always been leaps and bounds ahead of me in that area and went, you know, from style to technology, photography. And I was so grateful for those tips, those well, tips. <laughs> and I honestly, I'm, I'm sure every listener or follower of the Instagram account also appreciated it. I, I'm pretty sure the font was way too small, <laughs> way too small. 
Um, well, I'm glad that it was appreciated. Uh, and I guess that appreciation really came through, um, when you called me up in the spring and, mm, yes. uh, you asked me if I wanted to do this with you. Um, mm. and it was, I'm very honored, very flattered that you would want to take something that's so meaningful to yourself and to share that with me and to have me go on this journey with you. Um, that, that really means everything to me as your friend. And, you know, you said that you and I have some of the best, deepest conversations and mm -hmm. that this can be a continuation of that, which I love. Yeah. And it's a reason for us to be more connected, which is probably my most favorite part of it all. Yeah. We get to spend a lot more time virtually with each yes. other because um, yes. we're in two very different places, but that is how I came to be here. And you're the person that really taught me what a growth mindset actually is. It's not something I truly understood the definition of. Um, well, once I understood it, I realized that it had been something, it had been a very strong and consistent theme in my life for a very long time. And that was an exciting realization to have and to know that it was something that meant a lot to you, because as I am looking back on my life and looking at all the instances where that really played a pretty massive role in the decisions that I made, I realize how important it is and how important it is for people to hear that it's possible. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, that you don't have to stay stuck in a situation that you're not happy in or that you're not thriving in. Cause that's really what you want to do in life is you want to thrive. You want to get to that point where you are so elated and excited and happy with your life. Um, and I think that there's a lot of people out there that sink into this place where they don't feel like that's possible. And a lot, I mean, it's, you want to thrive, but you don't want to fail. No. Like, or yeah. you, it's the fear of losing everything. Yeah. But in, like I said last week, that is what kept me where I was doing the things I was doing. But, mm -hmm. you know, comfort zones, they they serve a purpose, but often we overextend our stay in them. Totally. I think one of the interesting things, you know, you, you brought this up last week where you had a moment during the pandemic where you just totally lost your will and drive to expand your mindset because of something that happened to you. And that's the other thing I think that everyone needs to keep in mind is that this is a consistent practice and there can be a situation which totally throws you off balance mm -hmm. and you have to find this again because, you know, thinking, looking at all of your accomplishments prior to 2020, you obviously exhibited many, if not all the qualities of someone that has a growth mindset. Like you can't do what you did. You can't have come to the place where you are without that. And then an experience took it away from you and you had to find it again. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, um, like rehabbing after an injury yeah. when you, you know, your yeah. leg has atrophied, it's been wrapped up in this cast mm -hmm. and you take the cast off and it's all like gross and shrivelly, and your calf's like two sizes <laughs> smaller. Right. And yeah. you're walking all weird, but the beauty is it in what like, I always hold on to is you can, it can come back. You mm -hmm. can cultivate a growth mindset. You're, you're not, it's not something you're just born with and stuck no. with. Like no. you can do it. It's just about 
how bad you want it. Absolutely. No, I, you know, the first time I really think that this played a really big role in my life of moving from, I guess, more of a fixed mindset into a growth mindset was when I was in law school with Mm. all of you. And I decided that was not going to be my life. I would wake up every morning and I would count how many hours it was going to be until I could go back to bed. Like the only thing I wanted to do was go back to sleep. And I was like, if I become an attorney, I will be counting the hours until I can go to bed for the rest of my life. Damn. Looking for more daily reframe inspiration? Then follow us on socials by searching at the underscore daily underscore reframe, or check out our website at www.thedailyreframe.com. Why, Chelsea, can you tell our listeners why you went to law school? Went to law school for a couple of reasons. I um, I went to law school because I wasn't exactly sure what else I wanted to do, which I think is very important. That is not a reason to go to law school. Do not go to law school if that is one of the tick marks in your mind. Um, I went to law school because I thought that I would make a good attorney. I thought that uh, there are parts of the law that I would be very, very good at. And most importantly, I went to law school because my father always wanted to be an attorney and I was fulfilling his dream of Which is something, yeah. Don't ever do anything. If if your parent wanted to be an attorney and everything in you says that's what you want to be, great, go do it. But Mm -hmm. don't do anything anything for anyone else other than yourself, no matter how important they are to you in your life, because it'll put you, it'll put you in a place where you're not happy. I mean, and I say that from 100% firsthand experience and I made the decision to leave. How'd you do that? So we know your dad, you did it for your dad. Yeah. You, cause just so everybody knows she killed law school. The time she was there, you killed it. You were amazing at it. it. It was not like she failed out. The girl, if she had stayed, would have gone on to do incredible things in the law. I I did I did totally fine. I, I don't know that I killed it. She's but... so humble. <laughs> so humble. I um I'm very calculated in the way that I do things normally. Um and I don't like to make rash decisions. So I I went to um I can't remember if it's the registrar or I think admissions. I can't remember who at the school I went to and I went to talk to them and I was like, this is how I feel. Do you get people in here that feel this way? And she was like, well, listen, I would be concerned about you making the wrong decision if you were one of the people that was in my office because we just sent out academic probation letters. But I know that you're not one of them. And I think if you feel this way, you're probably not making the wrong decision to leave. There is also a safety net. Like I was able, I had five years to decide if I wanted to come back. You know, they give you a grace period. They're like, if you need to take a break, if you have like a family emergency, you have five years to decide that you want to re-enroll and your seat's guaranteed to you. So when I decided to leave, I was like, I'm going to leave because I can come back no harm, no foul. And I think I need to either just take the semester and see if I feel a different type of way 
and I'll just be a semester behind and that's not a big deal. In my gut, in like the core of my being, I knew I would never go back. And that decision, I have an extremely supportive family. I am so, so lucky. Um, But that decision really fractured my relationship with my dad for a while. He needed to process it. He needed to go through it. He needed to realize that he has to let go, that he had to let go of my future and that Mm. it wasn't none, none of the decisions about my future were ones that he could make for me anymore. Uh, which while very challenging in the time that we didn't talk to each other, ultimately great in the long run, because we both took the pressure off. Yeah. 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 And he realized that he just needed to let me explore and live my own life. Just so I, I can't, I'm not, a parent yet and I can only imagine how intense that is you want to protect yeah. your child oh, you yeah. want to put them on the right path yeah you want them to avoid making the mistakes but I, I think what's hard and you hear this time and time again is what a, a mistake for you or a regret for you may not be a mistake for me or a regret I would have totally I mean and from me making that decision to leave uh, and kind of spreading my wings and living in a city for the first time and exploring what other opportunities there are um, out there for me. I went to graduate school. I ended up going to graduate school at one of the best communication schools in the country. Um, communications was, I don't know, I don't know how like worthwhile of a degree it can end up being, but it was my most favorite two years of an education anywhere. It was just like the best professors, the most engaging studies. I loved every second of it. And from me leaving law school to meeting someone that helped me find my program at graduate school, then graduate school helped me get my first job at the most prestigious business school in the country, arguably. And from there, it was just like, everything was stacked up for me. So there are points in life where you make decisions that change your whole trajectory. Um, Mm -hmm. And you don't know when they're coming, like you cannot anticipate them at all. Uh, You just kind of have to go on the ride. And had I not known Had I not not known, but had I not had um, courage to finally be able to do what I needed to do for myself and move into a mindset that I was going to be okay. I would find what I needed to find. I would be successful in the capacity that I found success and happiness in. Mm -hmm. I would not be where I am today in probably the happiest point of my life that I've ever been in. So all of those like hard and uncomfortable things that I had to do were so worth it sitting where I am today. Do you ever wonder what if you had stayed? No, I know exactly where my life would be. (laughs) I know, I know, I just, I know, I know what it would look like. I know what would have happened if I stayed in Boston. Like I just can see it so clearly. And there were many hard decisions that came after the leaving law school one, you know, that led me back home and growth mindset truly is a daily practice. It is not something that's cultivated. And then you just go out into the world and you always have it. It's something you nurture. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it it's there are seasons in life where it is more easily said than done. Like yeah. we have seasons where you know big growth spurts. Like 2023 has been one of so far the last nine months of my life have been an incredibly I mean, if you look at where I was December of 2022 to where I am now, it's yeah. I've been I'm in a growth phase. But yeah. I think that it's during those times you can really galvanize a mindset or really work on strengthening it and your resiliency and I guess, you know, practicing those daily reframes, the language you use, how you describe yourself, how it's in those little moments, you know, you kind of lay the foundation to what's going to get you through the other season life or those, Mm -hmm. those, I guess it would be like disintegration periods where things aren't great and you feel like you're just messing up or, you know, things are just being thrown at you in a sequence or just nonstop and you're just you're carrying that load and if you have a growth mindset and you put the time in and like you said daily practice and have your you it's almost like you're you fortified yourself yeah yeah and you know all of those experiences make it easier for me to realize that every time you fall down you can totally pick yourself back up like every time you go through one of those challenges, the next challenge that you come to gets a little easier because you've, you've done it, you've been through it. You know how to get out of it again. I was thinking about this this morning. Um, I kind of laughed at myself, like, you know, Jay and I were talking and I said, he asked me a question. My response was like, I'm not sure I could. And I la- I started laughing. He was like, because I didn't even explain, right? But yeah. in my mind, I was thinking, like, what, what proof other than the fact that we were all came out of the womb at some point, knowing nothing, not yeah. even able to stand. We were these like little, just packages of skin and mush, and right with all of this potential. Like, if you could do that, and then walk, talk, become a functioning member of society. You can do anything. You can literally learn anything. Like I can't, can't is I can't believe you just said that because I wrote down something this morning where I was thinking about a baby and I'm like yeah. we're all born with a growth mindset because if we weren't babies wouldn't try and try and try again to walk, to crawl, to talk, to you know mm-hmm. do all of the things. It's that at some point life twists it away from you. Yeah. You know, like you ask a little kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? And that little kid says like an astronaut. It's like that little kid isn't thinking, am I good at physics? What did you want to be? What did you, now I need to know. I wanted to be, I'm the first thing, first thing that I really, really wanted to be was an Egyptologist because I really loved Rachel Weiss in the mummy. And like, that was my favorite movie. So I really wanted to be Evie. Brendan Fraser will always have my heart in that Me film. too. Me too. That and George of the Jungle. Mm-hmm. I Secrets yeah. out, people. I wanted to be a ballerina princess. <laughs> I'm cracking up. <laughs> of course you did, Chelsea. Of course you, here I am. Oh God. But like you said, like, a kid wasn't thinking about what it would take, the degree no. he would need, but he he thought he could. 
Yeah. And it's, and they, little kids say what they want to be with so much. This goes back to what you were saying in the last episode. They say it was so much excitement. They're so excited about it. Enthusiasm. Yeah. They have spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like life happens and it, you know, gets, gets taken away from you in some capacity. Um, and you spend, you know, I think it's just, this is like human nature, human design. You spend the rest of your days trying to keep your, what you have, trying to keep what you have. Yeah. yeah. And, and trying to, to be the most resilient version of yourself. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things like we go back to this a lot and throughout the course of this podcast and all the people we've met and talked to during production, mm-hmm. there is this theme, you know, where everyone acknowledges that it's not easy. You know, they will have an right. epiphany or it's not even an epiphany because, you know, for some of them, they were completely aware, like I was, of to an extent of what was happening or what they needed to change or how their response to what they were experiencing wasn't serving them, mm-hmm. right? But it's so much easier said than done. Oh, yeah. Right? And then you take... The reality is like life is short. We don't have that much time. And I I think one of the things that I've struggled with is this what I have right now is great. Why I this it's the fear of losing it Mm -hmm. or like going backwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was something that's that is a daily reframe. I I start my day with that just Mm -hmm. as a reminder. Whatever happens today, if you go backwards. You are just setting yourself up to spring forward in a better direction. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can't let the fear of losing what you have now keep you from trying to pursue the life you want or, you know, the job you want, the relationship you want, the goal, whatever the goal may be. But so often that is exactly what happens. Yeah. Because we just want to maintain the status quo. No, totally. I think the whole thing is about keeping forward motion because when you, you know, everything that I've perceived as like failure has truly led me to better things. So I think if you're not like you, you just have to keep that ball rolling and picking yourself back up and putting yourself out there because that really, that's what, that's what makes you learn. It makes you grow. It's what that's what life is just about keeping those experiences happening to you. You know, and, prepping for the next couple episodes, we're going to be talking about some pretty intense moments in our guests' lives that were the catalyst to their transformations or helped them you know, step towards a growth mindset and away from a fixed mindset. And I guess I'm curious, and I'm sure all our listeners are, what was that moment for you? Or was there a couple of moments that other than leaving law school, you know, because we've said it's a daily practice. Is there something else in your life that really stands out? 
Oh yeah. Um, I mean the two, the two hardest decisions I've ever had to make so far in my life have been to leave law school because I knew that it was going to emotionally destroy my dad. Um, and to leave Boston, leaving Boston meant leaving the entire life I had cultivated there. And it was a good uh, one. It was a good one. It was really wonderful. I mean, it was a great career that I had built for myself. Um, amazing friendships. And it was saying goodbye to a relationship that was very, very meaningful. Mm-hmm. And coming back to nothing, you know, in my perceived mind of like, I'm coming home to nothing. Well, let's actually, let's get into that because I remember those phone calls that we had after you moved back. Like for background, she packed up a U-Haul and she just drove back to upstate New York. Yeah. And almost like the way you put it at the time is like you like went back 10 years in life. Yeah. I mean, I like, I went home. I, I decided I was going to take the summer off. I moved back home in June. And I was like, mm-hmm. by September, I'm going to have a job in the city. I moved to New York City. Um, and I moved back home and I was 28 years old. And I moved in to my mom's house, which was a very humbling experience. And um, <laughs> I was like, I need to, I need to like come down off of the last few years. It's been a lot. Um, so I'm going to like give myself I'm going to give myself uh, grace in this time to let my body relax, diffuse, and to not be super hard on myself for what's happening right now, because I did feel like a bit of a failure. But I think in the back of my mind, whether this is like slightly delusional or what this mentality is, I have always felt that everything is going to be fine. Like everything is going to work out. It's going to be okay. And it's going to work out and it's going to be better. Like you're going to be happier. Something better is happening. I've always had this. I think a lot of people would describe that as like a very delusional mentality, but it's always worked for me. Or is that really just a growth mindset? This whole time you've just have one. You were programmed with one and the world didn't (laughs) take it from you. (laughs) Well, Um, I mean, that that completely tracks. You and I are very different in a lot of ways, though we share a lot of similarities. Like, this yes. would make sense. Here I am fighting to create one. Well, you're just, your baseline I, is growth mindset. <laughs> you know, and I have to fight to keep that mindset. You know, it's not natural. Definitely, it's definitely. like, you know, I sit and look at myself in the mirror every morning and you're like, it's, you know, I do a lot of self-talk of like, it is okay. You are going to be fine. Like I talk out loud to myself, which I find is really helpful. And if anyone ever hears me, they're going to think I'm fucking nuts, but um, yeah, I drove that U-Haul home. I will never, I think I just, I remember that entire drive so vividly. And I remember crossing over the Massachusetts line into New York and just like screaming. Like I was so happy to be back here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got home and I parked that U-Haul in the driveway of my grandma's house. And I hopped into my uncle's car and we went to salsa, um, at a local restaurant that always had salsa Thursdays. I came home on a Thursday, always had salsa Thursdays. And I went in there 
and I met my husband that night. And I didn't Only know it at you, the dude. time. Only I you. Know, I didn't Only know it at you. the time. This just feels like a 90s rom-com. And, you know, I mean, we just saw each other every Thursday. And three months later, he asked me out on a date. And literally the rest of that is history. But that's that's like the best example that I can get of like when you let something go that is no longer serving you you truly don't know how many other wonderful doors are about to open. And I think, you know, to the point you made, like not necessarily no longer serving you, but you have, you are aware that it is not enough. Yeah. 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 It was, and and you can kind of see what your future is going to look like. And I could really, I couldn't kind of see it. I felt like I could really see it. And I you missed was, home so much. I missed home so much. Um, I really wanted to be near my family again. Uh, I did not resonate with living in Boston. I think it's an amazing city full of amazing people that I really, really love, but it just wasn't my forever place. Mm. Um, and so I needed to come home here and then I needed to not get a job in a city and I needed which to... I'm going to jump in here because yeah. you, I, I remember the weeks following your move, the plan was New York City. Like oh, yeah. that, you were staying in Hudson, you were driving into the city, you were taking the train down, you were you were interviewing. That yeah. was the plan. You were going to, well, I think some consulting or media companies, you mm-hmm. had these interviews. And yeah. that, I mean, talk about, you know, like you're, like you said, you're living the country life, but you did not move home to do that. I didn't. I really did not want to. I did not want to live the country life. I wanted to go to the big city. I wanted to do the thing. Um, and the funny thing about the pandemic is that I live in Hudson Valley. So what happened is that the city came to me. It did. It really did. It really did. Um, and I live in a place, you know, where I can very quickly go, go be in the city and get that fixed whenever I need it. Uh, and I'm so happy that it didn't work out. And that was a lot of, you know, I was dealing with a lot of rejection at that time. I was like busting my ass to go down to these interviews and always getting to the final round and having them pick the person that already is well-established in New York over myself. So that was, you know, it was literally every day me having to be like, this is not going to be your life forever. You're not going to feel this way forever. Something is going to come up for you. And I had a friend who was like, just study for your real estate license. Like, just try it. It's not a big deal. If you like, don't want to end up doing it. It's pretty cheap to get your license. You just have to study and you have to take an exam. And I did that. And I got my real estate license pretty much exactly one month before the world shut down. So I was like, okay, great. (laughs) I have put in all of this time and energy into getting my real estate license and now I can't even use it. And that ended up becoming little did we know the most lucrative lucrative (laughs) thing that ever could have happened. Yeah. You, you killed it. Um, that is like divine timing. Like someone was looking over me. And so I've, I did that and I learned a lot and it's the hardest job I have ever had by far. I really thought that 
event planning and planning people's weddings and baby showers and bridal showers. I really thought that that was like the peak. Um, no, it's real estate as hard as that was, um, for various different reasons. It brought so much wonderful, wonderful, so many wonderful things into my life, a brand new group of friends, a brand new skill set, all this knowledge. My husband and I were able to buy a house and fix it up. My pandemic, I think was a lot, was very different than a lot of other people's experiences. Um, and I've got to say from, from 29 to almost 33, these have been, I think the best years of my life so far. Like that because you're not, you know, I think we've talked about this like so many times, the whole missing the past or wanting to go back in time. Yeah in romanticizing those, you know, the years of yesteryear or whatever. It's so refreshing to hear you say your thirties have been the best or that you are excited for tomorrow in the next decade. Because I, I think especially like when you, you go to school or you get your first job, you start, you know, you feel almost like you're on a hamster wheel and now you just have to keep going and checking boxes and, you're going, 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 and then get to retirement. And then you can really just start living life and enjoying it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Which we are not just made to grind like that. No. To what end, right? What is the purpose? Yeah. That was a lie we were all fed for a very long time for stupid reasons. It's you have to enjoy every single day of your life because you do not know when it's your last day here. Mm -hmm. Um, and don't don't get me wrong. I truly believe there. Just like I said, there are seasons. There are different seasons seasons of life. Like there are times you're gonna grind. Like like yeah. you said earlier. Like before the events of March 2020, I had grinded and was grinding, and I was in it, and it was mm-hmm. great. Like I yeah. But when that is the only thing in your life, or if that is the yeah. only focus, right. then you are missing life. Yeah. You are. And it's putting all of your eggs in that basket because I can tell you what happens when someone takes that basket. Oh yeah. Right? No, totally. It's it's a balance. You have to there are seasons of your life where you are going to work. You're going to work really really hard. We've all been through them. But if you don't stop to appreciate the things that really truly matter, um those are going to be the regrets that you can't, you like, can't go back and fix those. You don't get time back. You don't, you don't, you know, that is the one thing that you don't get more of. Um, there's always more money. There's always more of all those material things, but you can't get time with the people that you love and the people that you deserve to give your time to. You can't get that back. You know, this feels like a very natural transition into some of the upcoming topics or, you know, I guess I would say themes that we're going to be exploring on this season with our guests. And what you were saying really, to me, sounds like the ability to be present and Mm -hmm. in this moment. And one of the, we actually have two guests coming on the show, different episodes that are going to be talking about sobriety, recovery, and addiction. Mm-hmm. And they have two extremely different stories. Yeah. Um, one, you know, from both a male and female perspective, because 
as much as I, you know, think I can speak to so many things, this is something, you know, we, not everyone's going to be able to relate to every topic, but Mm -hmm. you know, when you hear their stories, they they're completely unique. And I don't want to, I don't want to ruin those episodes because they are so incredibly beautiful yeah. And you know, the one I'm talking about in particular, like I just fell apart. Like I, I cry by the way, background. I, I cry. So like it's, I, I become moved. I don't know. It could be a commercial. It could be a commercial or a meme that Jay sends me, my husband, anyone. And it's just, this has been me since I was a child. I don't know why I feel yeah. a lot of things, <laughs> but one of the, uh, they both touched on this idea of being present in life. Yeah. And that being a major component of their mindset, their shift in their mindset, shifting away, you know, a part of their their ability to shift away from drinking drugs. Mm-hmm. That the people that were involved with those lives or reestablishing healthy relationships was by focusing on being present in the moment celebrating today what their bodies could do how you know their personality you know rather than trying to numb the feelings and experiences you know or the feelings and the feelings that they had had as a result of certain experiences you know because like you were saying like today we are not meant to grind life is supposed to be experienced in every moment yeah while we can be working, there's more to it. Mm-hmm. And I think when you know we talk about addiction and recovery, it isn't just a matter. And you know, they really capture those or guests capture that. It's not a matter of just putting down the bottle or not using or it is so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, meditation is used in a lot of recovery scenarios because It is that tool that teaches you to get out of your head and to be present in the moment. And that's where you find like the beauty of life. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's why we all need to go to dinner with our friends and just sit there and talk to them and, and to like, put this down for like five seconds. (laughs) And what and, is this? What is this yeah, for our, all our listeners? Our cell phone. Put yeah. The, put the phone down and and to make eye contact with people and to just have really meaningful, genuine human interaction. I'm really tired of like all of the surface stuff. If it's someone that I feel like it's just gonna be surface level stuff, I don't even this is gonna sound I don't even bother. I'm like, I'm my time is too precious to just sit here and be a surface person. I don't want that. Like I don't, I don't have the time to do that anymore. Amen. (laughs) And just going back to that piece about mindfulness for a second, I'm very excited for next week because our guest is really going to drive home how important that tool is for people going through addiction and recovery. Mm, Yes. Yeah. It's going to be great. Stay tuned for episode three. We're going to hear from a former football star who would have had the career of a lifetime had addiction not taken it away. More importantly, we're going to hear how he regained his life by reframing recovery, not just for himself, but for hundreds, if not thousands of people like him. 
Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Daily Reframe. We hope you gained a fresh perspective on how to approach life's challenges with a renewed mindset. Remember, every obstacle presents an opportunity for growth and every setback can be a stepping stone towards success. Like what you heard today? Then follow and like The Daily Reframe podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out our website at www.thedailyreframe.com. And for more content than fuels you, get social with us on IG, TikTok, threads, and all those other fine places by searching at the underscore daily underscore reframe. And if you want to dive even deeper into the topics we've covered, be sure to check out the episode show notes, where we expand on key takeaways and share additional resources for personal growth, transformation, and guest bios. And remember, we love hearing from you and about your own reframe stories. Until next time, keep seeking new angles, embracing change, and reframing your mindset to create the life you want and deserve. The Daily Reframe podcast and content posted by, created, and or distributed by The Daily Reframe is presented solely for general informational, educational, and entertainment purposes. The use of information on The Daily Reframe podcast in The Daily Reframe including information found on or distributed through its Instagram, TikTok, and website, or materials linked from the podcast, Instagram, TikTok, or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional diagnosis or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition they may have and should seek the assistance of a healthcare professional for any such conditions.